Okay, today's daf is Psachim daf Zion. We are on Vav Amid Beis, about 12 lines from the bottom. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav. So Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Habaydik, someone who does Badika Schametz, Tzarech Shevatel. You also have to do Bittel. And we're going to see, uh, this is what we know as our Bittel Chametz that we say, you know, Kol Chamira, or basically what we're saying is Kol Chametz, any Chametz that I have in my house, should be Mavatel. So there's a practice to say it in English for those that don't understand the, uh, the Hebrew. Halachically, as long as you know what you're trying to do, that works. So the Gemara is going to ask two different questions. The Gemara is going to ask, why doesn't getting rid of Chametz itself work? Meaning, I'm doing Badika, I'm checking my house for Chametz, shouldn't that be enough? To get rid of all the chametz, and whatever I found, whatever, I'm sorry, whatever I found during the badika, I, I got rid of. I burned it. Whatever I didn't find, I'm an oynis, oynis rachmana patre. That's question number one. Question number two is why specifically now? You have some crying in the background. I apologize. Why specifically now? By badika, am I doing bittel? Why can't I do it? I don't know. Nine o'clock in the morning. Why do I have to do bittel chametz at the time of badika? So these are the two questions. The Gemara starts with. So let's let's do the first one first. My time. Why do you have to do bittol? Didn't you get rid of your chametz? You did a very good cleaning. Shouldn't that work? So the Gemara says, If we're concerned for peru and we're concerned for crumbs, haloy Crumbs aren't considered chashiv. Small little crumbs, and that you must have missed while you were checking for chametz. Those are bottle on its own. Nobody would pick up a crumb and eat it. Perhaps since when you lock your door at night, you show that I, that I care about my house and I care about these crumbs. So therefore, Hashivi, these crumbs have elevated status that you care about it. Let's say you have figs that, you know, fell off you know, too early, they're never going to ripen. They're considered garbage. So, halachically, those would be considered hefker. Anybody could take it. You don't have to give meiser from it. But yet, you are guarding your field because of the anavim. There are grapes in the, in the field. And you want to make sure that nobody ruins the grapes. So, when I guard my field, there's two, there's, maybe there's a dual purpose here. Grapes and for these nasty figs, these figs that are never going to be ripe. Or the other way, and of them the grapes that are not ripe, you're guarding your field because of cucumbers and gourds. So the halacha is like this. If you're makbed on these, you cannot steal it, and they're chayv and meiser. However, when he doesn't care, he gave up on it. The farmer doesn't care. So Essentially, he's mafkirit, it's hefker, and hefker does not need uh, meiser. And hefker has the ability, anybody could take it. So, mutarim mishum gazel, there's no gazela, you could go get it yourself. Ubeturim mishum meiser, and your putter from meiser. So, what do you see from here? We bring a raya from here that just because I'm guarding the field, for one, for one reason, doesn't elevate the status of things that the owner doesn't care about. So in our case, where you have crumbs, since people don't care about the crumbs, even though I lock the door at night, I care about my house, the crumbs do not do not get the elevated status. They are not considered chashim, and therefore one does not have to care about them. And if you missed it in your badika, no problem. There's a machlekes, we show, we show him how to learn the, the maskan of the Gemara. Doesn't mean that if you missed it in your badika, it's fine. 
but halachically you're supposed to check for crumbs? Or no, you never have to check for crumbs. What's the nafkamina? A lot of work before Pesach. If you hold, you have to check for crumbs. So you have to be moving refrigerators and vacuuming every single thing in your house. Couch, couch cushion, everything. But if you hold, this was the, one of the COVID-19 uh, discussions, if you hold that halachically I don't even have to check for crumbs, so therefore I do not have to do bedikas chametz unless I'm looking for big pieces. So meaning the small little crumbs that you, you, you don't really have access to, you don't see any big pieces, you would not have to do badika. There is a middle shita that holds that as long as it's considered significant on its own, let's say one crouton or one cheerio, that maybe a person would eat. So maybe that's not really crumbs. So as long as it, halakhically, from uh, Medina, from a halachic standpoint, we paskin, we do not care about crumbs. However, there are those that are machmir. So it depends on the year, it depends on your wife. There are those that are a little more uh, stringent regarding crumbs. Uh, another uh, nafkamina, another difference would be uh, books, svarim. Does one have to check svarim for chametz? You're not going to find a significant piece of chametz in your in your svarim. Maybe your benchers. I don't know. Depends. Uh, depends who your guests are, right? But but. Uh, a safer, you wouldn't have, you you wouldn't find crumbs. So again, many pies can hold, no problem. You don't have to be checking your books for chametz. If you bring it to the table on Pesach, obviously you, you are concerned that there might be crumbs there. So use it off the table. Don't don't uh, you know? Don't bring your your gemar. Let's say you have a masachos pesach. You're learning now, and if you eat, you know, while you're learning, so then you wouldn't be bringing this to the table on Pesach. There's a sheet of the chazanish. The way to remember the chazanish is shita is from the story. So the story goes that he would make sure all the svarim were cleaned. Or actually, he would, he'd be so machmir, he wouldn't even use the svarim on Pesach. There were very few svarim that he would actually use on Pesach. So that, so people came in, they saw he had the Shabina Rav Sefer, the Doiviv Meisharim. They saw that the Chazanish had the Sefer on the table. So they told the Shabina Rav that, look, you see how chashiv you are in the eyes of the Chazanish, that he saves your Sefer... And he makes sure it's clean so he can use it on Pesach. So the Shabina Rav said, no, that's not true. He never used it the entire year. So there's no concern he ever opened my Sefer. So there's no, there's no concern for Chametz. But either way, you remember the Chazanish Shita is that one does indeed have to check for crumbs in, uh, in the Sfarim as well. Regarding a car, just quickly, halachically, we didn't see this yet, but the Rishonim said, let's say you have a bunch of crumbs in one keli, so perhaps the keli unites it to be a kazayas. So that, that is true in a, uh, in a small keli. In a car, a car, we, we learned many times in Masech the Shabbos that once something is more than 40 saw, halachically it doesn't really have a status of a keli. So as long as you don't have to get every single crumb in your car, a normal, uh, you know, before Pesach cleaning by uh, the Spar kids, that, that should do uh, just a shout out, right? Uh, pay now, get a, get a good deal. From uh, from Tzvi Spar, so that that should do the trick. Even if he leaves off some crumbs, uh, no problem. That would still that 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 would suffice for your bedika. But either way, let's go back. So the Gemara asked the following question: A person is going to do a good bedika. He does a good bedika schametz, and we say, even though you did it, you still have to do bittel. Why? I, I got rid of everything. You're telling me about crumbs. I might have missed some crumbs. Crumbs are not important. I I lock my door at night. So what? I don't care about the crumbs. I close. I lock my door because I don't want anyone breaking in. But I don't care about the crumbs. So the Gemara has another reason. Amarava, what's the reason why we do bittel? Gezeira, it's gezeira. Shema yimtza gluska yafe vedalte ilava. You might find a good gluska. You might find a good Danish or something on Yantif. Now, as far as at that point being over, you're not over anything. 
you were an honest. You checked, you did Batikas Hametz, you're good to go. But at that point, the Dakta Ilavi, now you decide, oh, I want it. So the Gemara says, okay, Levatle. So when you find it, just do Bittal. Up until this point, you weren't Ivor because you didn't know about it. You were an honest. Now you know about it, do Bittal. So the Gemara says, you're right, you could do Bittal, but only up until a certain point. Maybe you're going to find it when it's already usher, and at that point you can no longer do bittol. Why? The Amr Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, Shnei dvarim einan shel adam. There are two things that, even though they are not in the reshus of an adam, they're not in person's reshus, ba'asana kasaf tiluhim bershusai. The Torah gives us, uh, the, the, the Torah tells us, that it's as if they're in the rishus of the person, as if the person owns it. We're going to see in Bava Kama, we have a whole parak discussing bar. A person digs a bar in rishus rabim, he makes a paddle or something, and damages someone's, uh, someone, someone gets damaged. Not someone, but a chamar, right? A chamar gets damaged in it. So then he has to pay. Ah, it's not his, it's not his bar, it's a, uh, he dug a hole in the street. Well, if you're chayiv in bar, you're chayiv in rishosarabim. You're chayiv even though it's not yours. Similarly, anything that's aser bahana, if if I cannot have any benefit from it, the Torah says that it's not mine. That's not called mine. So the question goes like this: If it's not yours, how can you violate owning chametz on Pesach? It's not mine. It's aser bahana. I have no use for it. There's no value that 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 I have with it because it's aser bahana. I cannot have any benefit from it. So how am I over? So it must be that even though it's not yours, the Torah put it in your possession in order for you to be over ba'yira u'ba'yimatze. So since it's not mine, bittel doesn't work. And we all know this. If someone finds chametz on Pesach, we're going to see this Gemara, and we know from Halacha, a person has to get rid of it. If it's on Chalamud, you have to burn it. If it's on Pesach, you have to cover it. But Bittal's not going to work. It's, it's Pesach already. Once it's Pesach, it's not mine. It's Asr Bahana. How could I violate Bayira? Because the Torah told me I'm over Bayira, even though it's not mine. So here, we know from the Rabbi Lazar, Okay, fine. The Gemara says no problem. You're telling me that I cannot do Bittal after a certain time? Therefore, when you do Bittal, you have to do Bittal. So that answers question number one. Why we do Bittu, why we say Kochamira? The second question we had was why specifically right, before, right after Badika's Chametz? You have the whole family together, we do Badika's Chametz, and then everybody, you know, you read off the card and you say Kochamira. Why now? Why don't we do it the next day? Vinabatle, Ba'arba, let's do it the fourth hour. One, one question on the previous one. Sure. Is Bittal and Bithkar synonymous? With each other. Machlekes seems to say yes, it does work like that. Uh, many Rishonim ask if if it's hefker. Hefker has to be. Uh, you have to actually say it. You have to verbalize it. It doesn't necessarily fit with all the hefker dinim. So, so it's Machlekes Rishonim. That that that's one of the big sugyas in Psachim. If you ever learn, if you ever heard of a yeshiva learning Psachim, you know, be and for seder, this is one of those topics. Is bittol hefker or is it not hefker? Good. So Taisu says it is hefker. We would, I would assume, from a halachic standpoint, it's a quasi hefker. I don't need it to be hefker because it's really not mine. I need it to be not. It's not mine in connection that the Torah would say it's usher on me, even though it's not mine. Meaning, the whole iser is that even though it's not really yours because it's usher ba'ana, the Torah made it yours. 
to be over. So all I need is to avoid that. That's the sheet of the Ran. It makes a lot of sense in Lomdus. He answers many questions of how Bittal works. That's a Mahalach found in the Paiskim as well. Okay, but you could, you could say it's some type of Hefker. That's fine. The truth is, in our Nusach, we say Kehefker. But if you read the Nusach, the old Nusachos, it didn't have that, those words in there. So I wouldn't bring a Raya that our Nusach says Hefker. Kehefker, you know, the, Ara, the old Nusach didn't say it. So it doesn't really help you. Okay, the Gemara says, the Gemara asks, why are we doing Bittal Chametz right after Bedikas Chametz? Why don't we do it later on? The next morning, Venivatli Ba'arba, do it on the fourth hour of the day. Venivatli Ba'chamesh, why don't you do it on the fifth hour of the day? I'm, I'm allowed to eat Chametz until the fourth, and I'm not over Isser Chametz until the, the, the sixth hour. So, why don't we just do Bidikas Bittal Chametz then? So the Gemara says, Kevin the Lavzman Isura, who, since it's not yet the Zman Isser, and the Lavzman Biur, who, it's not the Zman of Bir Chametz, or which we mean to say it's not the Zman of Bidikas Chametz. So then, how are you going to remember? You're going to forget that I should be doing Bittal now. Well, everyone's going to remember at 9.15 in the morning, oh, let's do Bittal Chametz. Eh, people are not going to, to remember. So Dilma Pasha Vatle, you'll make a mistake and you will not end up doing Bittal Chametz. So by the way, this tells you a halacha. This is how we paskin. Sometimes a person could do Bittal Chametz and then after the Bittal, I don't know, they're busy checking their phone and they get sidetracked. That's not the way to do it. The, the way to do it is to do the the Bittal Chametz right after the Bedika so that you don't forget. So that's why we do it all together, you know, as one ceremony. We do the Bedika's Chametz and then we do Bittal. But the Gemara is not yet finished. The Gemara says, Vinivatli Bashis, why don't we do Bittal at the sixth hour? Because there it's only a Isser Durabanan to have Chametz. It's still before noon, it's the beginning of the sixth hour. Here it doesn't mean the end, it means the beginning of the sixth hour. So the Gemara answer, since there's an Isidara Banon, we consider it like an Isidara we don't consider it in your Rishos, you cannot do Bittal. And what's the classic Nafkamina? How do we know in Halacha if something is yours or not? So you're going to see throughout Shas, the Gemara is going to bring a case of Kiddushin. And we have to answer the Shiloh. Let's say you were Mekadesh a woman, your bride to be. You give her a piece of wheat. This wheat, which the Rashi says is a suffix chametz. We're not sure how wet it got. We don't know if it started, you know, fermenting. We don't know if it's chametz yet. And according to Rashi, it's not even the time of an Isidara but it's, it's already past the Zman of Soif Achilas Chametz from a Durabanan standpoint. Ein Choshin Kedushin. There is no Chshash for Kedushin. Halachically, it is not considered Mikudashas. There is a discussion in the Rishayim. There's three different shitas what the Gemara means. So do your uh, rabbi a favor and don't do this Erev Pesach. Because some hold, it is Kedushin if it's only one Durabanan. But if it's two Durabanans, sorry, if it's, if it's, it's, it's it, the Ein Choshin Kedushin is only when they are, there's one Daraisa, either the Zman is Daraisa or the Chametz is Daraisa. Rashi is the most extreme sheet, the way he learns the Gemara is that we're talking about a Zman Darabanan and Chametz Darabanan or Safi Chametz. But either way, don't do that. So the Gemara, the Gemara assumes at this point, once the Zman Isser Chametz comes, whether it's a Darabanan Isser Chametz, whether it's a Daraisa Isser Chametz, one cannot 
do bittel chametz. You cannot do bittel anymore because it's asr by now. It's not really yours, and you cannot do bittel. So the Gemara says, really, is that true that once it's asr, you can't do bittel? Well, if asr is true, lematzim vatele vatanya. We learned in a brisa. Hoya yoshiv beisemerder. Someone sitting, he's learning. Veniska sheish chametz besech beisa. He remembers he forgot to get rid of you know that Danish somewhere. Halacha is mevatle beliba. You could do bittel in your heart, which again does not sound like hefker. Avram Shimon, beliboy. How does that work for hefker? But you can be mevatle beliboy. Echad Shabbos, the echad yantiv. Whether it's Shabbos, whether it's yantiv. Now yantiv is not talking about shvuas. It's not talking about sukkah. It's about Pesach. So bishlam is Shabbos. Shabbos, I could I could figure that out. Mishkachas law this year going shcholar ba'aslis Shabbos. Ere Pesach was Shabbos. Someone sitting in shul Shabbos morning. If he remembers he didn't do bittel chametz, you could do bittel on Shabbos. Eliyantif, but Yantif, which means Pesach. Once it's Pesach, you cannot have Chametz. Basar Isuru. So you see, you could do Bittal even after the Zman of Isser. So how can we assume? Le Basar Isuru le Matzim You see, a Beferish Abraisi, you could. Summer of Achab Yaakov. We're talking about a different case. Hachab is Salmid Hayoshev of Hirabi Askin. You have a Thomas sitting in front of his Rebbe, and it's important, this detail that he can't just leave. It's a. It's a bazillion to leave in the middle of Shir. You can leave the Zoom if you need to, don't worry. He remembers that he has dough that's being made in his house. So let's say he's baking matzahs. Back in the day, people used to bake on Pesach. It's very risky. Don't do this at home. But technically, if you got, you know, your non uh, treated flour, if they didn't, uh, if, if you get, you know, matzah flour, that flour is not chametz. Once you add the water, you have 18 minutes to bake it. You could theoretically bake hum, bake matzah on Pesach. We don't do that today. You know, don't don't try that. But you could have done it. Our wheat is tempered. You have to get specific flour. But even then, we, our minute is that we're not bakiyin unless we're making matzah before Pesach. We don't even do anything else with flour. We don't make kosher Pesach cake. Uh, you know, with flour. You might do with matzah meal. Unless you're making matzah, we don't make anything. And even matzah, we don't make matzah on Pesach itself. But this person is pre Shulchan Aruch days. He's making matzah. Okay, but he's sitting and learning. He's like, well, one second, nobody's watching my dough. At this point, it's not chavetz. He They put they added the water five minutes ago. Just came to shul. He realized they added water to it. He doesn't trust whoever is taking care of it at home. He's afraid it's going to become chavetz. So what should he do? Preempt it. Say it's, I'm a vatel my dough. This dough is not mine. Now this sounds like hefker. This dough is not mine, and therefore when it becomes chametz, it's not mine, and therefore I won't be over by Rabbi Matzi. So that's what the Bryce was talking about. I wasn't talking about doing bittel on chametz on Pesach. We're talking about doing bittel on dough before it became chametz. That you could do on Pesach. And therefore, we are back to our conclusion. One cannot do bittel. Once the Isser Chametz comes in, once it's already Pesach, you can't do Bittal on Chametz. You can do Bittal on flour or on dough, but not Chametz. They can, I mean, by the way, this actually sounds correct based on the Brisa. The Tani, the Katani, the Brisa said, He's in the base Medrash, meaning it sounds like only because in the base Medrash. But if he was home, he'd be able to get rid of it, burn it, throw it in the garbage. If it's Chametz, you can't burn Chametz on Yantif. You can't get, Chametz would be Muksa on Yantif. So it must be that it's not yet Chametz. And the only reason why he's doing Bittal is because he's in the base Medrash. Shmamina, it is indeed a good Raya that we are talking about when it did not become chametz yet. Yes. But why not? Why not? Dis- why not destroy it if you find it on Forget about bittel. So yeah. So that good. Destroy it. Good. The problem is he's in shul. That's the that's the chiddush. So the gemara says. 
Involvement based on the bottom. We say the whole reason why you need bittol is you might find a Danish, and you can't be mavatalid on yantiv. Why not destroy them yantiv if that's the chashash? Why don't we destroy it when you find it? Mm. Let me think. So on Yantiv itself, you can't destroy it. I think it's we're concerned that this person is going to change his mind. Um, one second. I don't know if this Gemara, that's the truth. This Gemara about doing the Bittal is not going on that Gemara. That Gemara was telling me what, I'm sorry, yeah. There's two different Gemaras here. One Gemara is why do I do Bittal Chametz in general? That Bittal is because to make sure I don't find something on Yantif. If I find something on Yantif, I'm going to, to have in mind at that moment that I still want it. Daito Iluye, and you're not going to do Bittal. Okay? Oh, you're right. You, you are right. The Gemara does say, You can't do Bittal. Yeah, so you look at look at Rashi here. There, Rashi says that it's not Rashi, but but it's the um, the Rishonim learn that that you're not going to burn it. You're going to have that hesitation, and you're not going to burn it. So. The best thing to do would be do bittal right away, but you're not going to do bittal because you can't do bittal. So bittal would help, like you know that addict. If he did bittal, it would work because now it's not his. So when you say it's not yours, that's fine. But this person has the Danish. He 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 has that he has that hesitation. He's not going to burn it right away. Let's assume it was an uncholamoid, and at that point he's going to be over by by Yamatse. So it's after he didn't know about it. There's a there's a, there's a window of time. Where it's there, you're not burning it, you're, you're clutching around with it, that's when you're over. But if you could do bittal, you wouldn't have to, you would avoid this whole thing. Okay, thanks for pointing that out. Good. Next Gemara. Amarav Abar Rav Huna Amarav. Hapasha Ipsha. You have bread that became moldy. So back in the day when they made matzah, we're going to say this a few times, their matzah was not uh, our hard, flat matzahs. Their matzahs looked like a pita, a lafa. If you look at korech, korech means to wrap. It doesn't mean a sandwich. One of the you know parts of the seder, korech is a wrap. Krichos b'shusarab. We learned in Elam Matzias. So it used to be a wrap, like a lafa. So imagine you had this moldy lafa, where it was it was hard already, and they didn't know was this bought you know from your chametz bakery or was this actually matzah. Okay, so we're trying to figure out. So Kevin Shirov some matzah mutaris. At this point. We understand from Rav that as long as you put more matzah on top of this lafa, it's mutter. So you take your sandwich, you take your chametz baguette, you add matzah to it, and now it's fine. What are you talking about here? You know it's chametz, you see a baguette. 
where you put a lot of mats on top of it, now uh, it's good. You just blessed the baguette. The baguette is chametz. What are you doing? We don't know if it's chametz. We don't know if it's matzah. We're not sure what it is. It looks the same. So the Gemara says, in my area, kirav matzah. Why are we trying to figure out by roiv if there's more matzah or not? Even if you didn't have more matzah than that, why don't we say nami nasal basar basra? We should assume. We go by what was done last. So when we talk about Sveikas and Halacha, we talk about, you know, in doubt, we talk about Chazaka, an assumption, we talk about Roiv going by the majority. We're now introduced to a new thing called Basar Basra. We go by what was done last. So if it's on Pesach itself, let's assume, you know, in a home where they bake, the last thing they baked was probably Matzah. So the Gemara says, Milo Tanan, and we're going to bring a proof to this concept of going by the Basra. You find money in front of the, the cattle merchants. We always assume this is Maestro Shani. What does this mean? So when a person had fruit, so the first, second, fourth, and fifth year of the Shemitah cycle, you would bring up your fruit to Eretz Yisrael. For most people, they didn't have a truck, they didn't have a flatbed, so they're going to do... Pidyan, redeem it on coins, bring those coins of Maestro Shani up to Yerushalayim, buy yourself some expensive cattle, and shecht it, and then eat your food in Yerushalayim. That's what you did with your Maestro Shani. It happened four out of every six, every six years. So most of the people that were selling cattle were selling it to the, you know, the chutzniks, the out-of-towners who were coming in with their cash, Maestro Shani cash, they wanted to spend it on high-end product. They have all this money. What are they going to do with it? So they bought their cattle, and they would make this big feast for Maestro Shani. If I find loose change in front of the cattle merchants, I should assume it's Maestro Shani money, that the customers had extra money. They left it there by mistake, or, or they lost it. it the, the, the typical client would be someone with Maestro Shani money. However, if it was by Harabayas, and Harabayas, you don't bring Maestro Shani money to Harabayas. Harabayas is chulin. We would assume, you know, most of the people there, they just lost, you know, money. Halach is you have to take off your money belt when you get into Harabayas. So it could be, as they were taking off their wallets and belt, they left it on the floor. What about Yerushalayim itself? Yerushalayim proper? So it depends. Bishas HaRegel, meaning not in front of the cattle merchants, not by Harabayas, you find it in the pizza store. So Bishas HaRegel, Yunt of time, we, ass- we assume it's Meiser. Because most people, when they're going to the oil Rego, they have all this cash saved up, Meiser Shani money, they're going to be bringing up some most cash in Yerushalayim during the Yunt of time was Meiser. It was regular money. Most people walking around, your residents there wouldn't be walking around with Meiser Shani money. Why? I don't understand. If in, during, on Pesach, around Shavuos or Sukkot, the cash that is there, I would assume it's Master Shani money. So three days later, the same cash is there. Why are you assuming now it's Chulin? They would clean the streets of Yerushalayim. It was a big mitzvah to make sure Yerushalayim was beautiful. They cleaned it every day. Alternate side parking every day. You clean it every day. And therefore, you would assume that once Yantav is over, whatever cash is on the floor was dropped today. And if it's if it's yontif times, so all the oily regalim, they uh, the oily regal, they are there. And I have to assume it's Maestro Shani money. But if it's two days after Sukkot, I would assume there's no 
Meister Shaney money there. By the way, the Rishonim point out, what about Harabayas? So Harabayas wouldn't be dirty. It was a nace, or people took off their shoes, they took off everything. There wouldn't be anything there that they need, didn't need to clean it up all the time. But either way, what do you see from here? We say when we have a good cleanup that the original things are gone. Vahane and these money, these are the later ones. So Hachanami, Nema Kama Kama Azal We should say the same thing. The original bread, the the, the chametz lafas that were in this box. You had a box and you found this suffix matzah suffix lafa in it. So the original lafas would have been eaten first. People would typically eat kama kama, right? This is your, uh, if anyone took a counting class. So there's two ways, three ways actually that they used to be able to, 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 uh, what's it called? To price your inventory. So you have, you know, prices could change throughout the year. So when you're filing your financials, when you have inventory, what do you price your inventory on? Your first in was that the first thing that went out? So if you had, you know, million dollars worth of inventory, a million uh, pounds of, of, of meat, was that the first thing that left? And therefore you can go by that price? Or do you do LIFA? I'll make my mother proud. LIFA is last in, first out. So how, how, how do you figure it out? So in accounting, they, I think there's a new way of accounting. They, have to, they do some type of combined uh, uh, math. But... In halacha, why don't we say first in, first out? Whatever went in first, that's the thing that went in, that went out first because you would take your old bread and eat that first before consuming the new one. I guess we uh, we are spoiled. We would just eat the fresh one and the old one we would just leave for a different time. So first in, first out. So if I'm finding it on Pesach and we're constantly baking bread, so I should assume the same thing. We go Basar Basra, the Chametz Lafa that was put in there before Yontif, that must have been eaten first. And whatever is left would be considered Matzah. So Alma Amrina Kamoy Kamoy Azileh, the first, first in, first out. This, this is uh, the later cash. This case is different. Look at the bread. It's old. It's moldy. That shows it wasn't baked. You know, it's not fresh. It might say, you know, fresh. Like back in Nuch Paisach, but it uh, doesn't mean anything, right? So very nice. If it's actually old, so by adding more matzah, how does that help? We're not talking about this more matzah than chametz. We're talking about a few days of Pesach have already passed. So we could assume that a lot of matzah has been baked in this home. So anything I'm finding would be from the later baking. So the Gemara says, Of course it's Pasha. So the Gemara says, That it's very moldy. Since it's very moldy, it must be that it's a old, it's a week old, two weeks old. This is not matzah, this is this is chametz. Since many days... And matzahs have been baked. They keep baking new bread. They throw it out to the old one. And it's a, it's, they're throwing it in there hot. They don't, you know, chill it before they add it to the box. In a heated environment, in a warm environment, you know, the, uh, the yeast and all the other things, the bacteria could grow. They will spoil the existing bread. And they keep throwing the new warm bread on it, or I mean matzah, and they're ruining the, the, the matzah from the first night of Pesach. So it could be, I would have thought to say, uh, that 
that, 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 that since it's so moldy, it must be before Pesach, or say no, that since a lot of days of Pesach have, have transpired, it's already in the middle of Pesach, so Okay. Comes the Gemara, the Gemara says, Basar, do we always go by the, the, the previous thing, the last item that it was used for, we assume that's where it's from, but let's see if a box, and it was used to put in chulun money, maister shani money, if most of it is from chulun money, so then any money that's found in there at the end, meaning they emptied it out, they found a little bit of cash left, what should we assume? So we go by basar just figure out what was the Last use for this item. Some Rav Nachman Yitzchak, my skin and gunshin ishtam shuba mois chulin mois mois. If any days, man, but if we don't know, we don't know which one was used last. Rav Zvira Mark gunshin ishtam shuba tziburin tziburin. It was it was put in corners, one corner and one corner, but it wasn't put on top of each other. And therefore, there was no first, there was no second. It was emptied out, and they found it in a little hole in the box, and we don't know, was it emptied out uh, well from the previous use, or maybe it's still stuck over from the previous use, and therefore, we cannot simply go basar basra. Question. So, so the, the example that we bring down of the mayus in Yerushalayim, that's a basar basra, maybe that's a right. It's yeah, it's a good question because since they're cleaning it, right? Since they're cleaning it, so I think the raya might be from the other two cases, from either Harabias or from the the case of of the animals, right? That even though I'm sorry, b'shasa regal, b'yushalayim b'shasa regal, even though they cleaned it all the time, but you go by Buster Hashi, you go by what's going on now. But I was bothered by the same question. If it's it's um, if it's cleaned every day, so then, then you're just going by a simple right. You're not going by Buster hashtag. I think it's it's a valid question. In I think it's a very very good question. Okay, next. When you do b'dikas chametz, we all know you take out your siddur, you take out your card, you make a bracha. I'm a varich or papi You say asher kedushan mitzvahs of itzivanu levaer chametz. We do not say that. Rapapa amar mishmei derava al bir chametz. You say al bir chametz. This is a yisodis dikas sugyot. Now belevaer kuliyamalei pligi devadi lahaba mashma. We know that we're we're going to see actually in Ahmed Bey's when we, when we make a bracha, you make a bracha over Lasiyas and you make the bracha before you do the mitzvah. When you put in the talus, don't put the talus on first and then make the bracha. You have to make the bracha before you put the talus on. Put on tefillin, make sure your tefillin aren't tied, you know, well to your biceps before making the bracha. You have to make the bracha over Lasiyasan. The question is the dikduk. Which word makes more sense to imply that I didn't do it yet? I'm about to do it. Like hareini muchun muzuman. So belevair. If you say levair chametz kuli amalei pligi devadil haba mashma, that sounds like in the future. Ki pligi. What's the machlekes? Be'al biur. On when you just say al, mar savar meikara mashma. It sounds like I did it already. Umar savar lahaba mashma. It sounds like I'm about to do it in the future. Okay, and we're going to go through many different mitzvahs that we perform, and we'll see uh, Brachais 101. So, there it sounds like you do the bracha, you say the bracha before you perform the mila. So, why, according to our papa, if al means previous, why would you say this bracha al mila? You should say lomul espinai, right? So, the Gemara says, Hasam hechi What should he say? Name a lomul? Should he say lomul? But you don't have a mitzvah to do it yourself. What? You can't hire a male to do it. You have to do it yourself. So, Lamul, now we know two things. 
all sounds like in the past. But lomol or list something sounds like I'm the one that has to do it. So we have this pshara. Anytime it sounds like I'm going to have to do it, and how luckily I don't have to do it myself, then I'd rather say al than say li or la. So says, okay, Avia Ben, my What about the father of the son? If he's doing the Mila himself, shouldn't he say Lamo? So the Gemara says, Enachanami, he could say it. However, we paskin that he shouldn't say it, he should say Al Hamila. But Bidiyavid, if he does say Lamo, he is Yaitza because that is the Shita of Rav Papi. Fine. Nice question. Mace Let's say you're shechting. If, you ch- if you're shechting chickens, halach is you make a bracha. You make a bracha ala shechita. Baruch Hashem Kedishon Mitzvah Svaru ala shechita. So you see, you don't make the bracha li. You should say lishchait. Why are you saying ala shechita? So the Gemara says the same teretz. Hasam nami hechi name. What should you say? Name a lishchait. Lishchait es ha chicken. Loi sagid lav iu shechit. What you have to shech yourself? I don't shech. Most people here don't shech. We go to the store. You buy your empire Aaron's chicken. I'm not shechting myself. There's no mitzvah for me to shech. You want to eat meat? Someone has to shech it. So therefore, ala shechita makes more sense. So the Gemara says, okay, but that's only talking about chicken that you buy in the store. But Pesach v'kachim, where you yourself are responsible, my ekelamemer, the bala carbon has to actually shecht it himself. Now by carbon Pesach, they have a chabura, so only one person could shecht it. So the Gemara says, enochanami, that the one who's bringing in the chatas, he would make the bracha lishchait es ha chatas. Okay, mesveh. Interesting Gemara. This is not exactly what we do, and you'll see why we do what we do. Ha'aisa lulav. Someone who's wrapping his lulav, la'atzma, he's, he's, you know, tying together the lulav, adas, meravais, mevarich shechiyano v'kimano v'gidon l'zmanazeh. He makes the shechiyano at that point. We do not do that. We make the shechiyano later on. But the focus here is the next part. Natale, latzeis ba, you pick it up on the first day of Sukkot, to be yaitzi, your mitzvah, oimer, you say, asher kedishan v'sayt v'tzvanu al natilas lulav. Hold on, you're the one that has to take it. I can't be Yoitza Lulav for you. So here you should be saying, you know, uh, I don't know, Linto Lulav, not Alnatilas Lulav. So the Gemara says, Shani Hassan, Divina Da'agbaha, Nefakbe. At the time you pick it up, you're Yoitza already. And Al sounds like I did it already. So according to Rav, Papi, you're right. I really should say Li. But here I have no choice. Li means for the future. Al could mean even on something I did in the past. And by Lulav, as soon as you pick it up, you were Yoitza already. So what do we do to avoid this whole thing? The Mishnah brings down from early Rishonim. You hold the Esrog, you know, upside down. Or you have in mind specifically not to be Yoitza, but you hold the Esrog upside down. You make the bracha, then you turn it over in order to have the bracha over Lassiyasan. So the Gemara says, Ihachi, why does the Bryce say Lutzis by to be Yoitza with it? Yoitza by me boyle. should have said, you were Yoitza already. Now I'm picking up to be Yoitza. I was Yoitza as soon as I picked it up. The reason why I use that lotion is because of the end of the rice. So the rice says, a person sits in the sukkah, so you say leshe basukkah. You make the bracha leshe basukkah. So tana reishanami, lot says, boy, to be yaitza, to be yaitza. Even though technically you're yaitza, you're lulav, as soon as you picked it up, you're yaitza ready. The katani seifa, what does the seifa say? You make a sukkah for yourself. There's actually a shechianu to make on the sukkah. You say, You make the bracha of leishev basukkah. By the way, the halachas we do say abir chametz. Just two halachas regarding that sukkah is that there is a shechianu to make just on building a sukkah. However, we only we say the shechianu by kiddush. So, by the way, the first night of sukkah. 
you say the bracha, then you say leishe vasoka, and then you say shechiona. Why? Because shechiona is going on the zman, the, the, the yantif. It's also going on the mitzvah of sukkah. The next day, the shechiona is only going on the yantif. It's a sake of the yom. And therefore, the second night of Kiddush, if you notice in your machzar, you switch from saying Leishev, then Shechionu, to now you say Shechionu, which is on the Yantiv, it's the sake of the Yaima. You don't need to make a Shechionu on the Sukkah because I already said a Shechionu on the Sukkah last night. What if it rained the first night of Yantiv, or you didn't eat in the Sukkah the first night of, y- of Sukkahs, and you made a Shechionu on the Yantiv? Independent of eating in the sukkah, you made a shechianu, and now you're eating in the sukkah the first time. I don't know the second adiantif. Halach is you make another shechianu because you didn't make a shechianu yet on your sukkah. That's just a halacha brought down in the mishabura. Either way, we paskin, we say al bir chametz. Let's just do one more gemara quickly. Dekuli ama mia. Everyone agrees me. Karab inan lebaruche. You have to make the bracha before you perform the mitzvah. Minala. And how do we know this? Damarav yudam mashmul kol mitzvahs mevarich alein over lasiyasin. When the Ashik and Hesdadel were masaking brachos, they were masaking to do the bracha before you do the mitzvah. We could understand why it's supposed to prepare you for the mitzvah. Like harini muchan mezumon l'shaim yichakut shabrichu. It's supposed to prepare you for the mitzvah. Now, now that we know. That Mavarich Alein Oiver Lasiyas, and that was the statement of the Anshik Nesag Doila of Chazal. How do you know Oiver means prior to? So, my Mashma, the high Oiver Lishan Dak Dumihu, so Marm Nachamar Yitzak, the Amar Kwa, the Pasik says in Shmuel, Vayarat Achimat Derech Akiko, Vayavra Sakushi passed over the Kushi, he went in front of him, so it's before you do the mitzvah. He went in front of them, he was saying, We're just bringing a proof that the word Oiver means prior or before, but there's no source in the Torah for brachas over the siyas, and the whole concept of brachas is only from the Anshe Knesset Dela. Bei Rav Amri, they said in the base Medrash, Chutz v'nat tvila v'shayfer, except for tvila, the tvila of a garret sounds like, and shayfer. Now, Bishlam tvila da'akate gavr lechazi. This person is not yet fit, and therefore he, the garret cannot, the potential convert cannot make the bracha yet. He's not, he's not a yid yet. He can't say Hashem Kedishan in the Svoyce of Etzioni. Once he converts, then he can say the bracha. Ela shayfer my taima He's going to mess up. He won't be able to blow, you know, shayfer. Many times you're doing a mitzvah, you don't know that it's going to actually work, so you shouldn't make a bracha. And we still make brachas by shechita, by mila. You're right. It was only said except for mikvah. The ger goes, he makes, uh, goes to the tzvila, then he goes up. He makes a bracha al hatzvila. So the Rishonim come along and say, "What is this talking about? Is it only talking about a ger? That's the simple understanding of the Gemara. That's how Taisvis learns it." And the Shulchan Aruch passes like this as well. In Simon, I think it's Simon Reish. Simon Reish in Yaradeya talks about women going to the mikvah. According to the Machaber, according to the Shulchan Aruch, for two reasons. First of all, this reason, make a bracha before you go into the mikvah. And the Machaber holds that women cannot make a bracha unless they're dressed. So the Svarti uh, women, according to the Shulchan Aruch, they would make a bracha in the changing room while clothed before going into the mikvah. According to the Ramah, he, he learns, we went through this in Mesechta's Brachas, regarding women, if there's a problem of Libo, Royas, Erva, the Ramah holds there's no problem, and therefore they could make a bracha in the mikvah. Additionally, the Ramah holds, they should toivel first, and then make a bracha. Why? Because Ovelasiyasin was not said by mikvah. It's a loy plug. By mikvah, we do not say make the bracha before the mikvah. And therefore, the Ramah holds for women, toivel first, then make a bracha. 
the minog is to taivo, make a bracha, and then taivo again, and maybe a third time as well. That's the minog we do. What about the tiles yadayim? So, so there's two things you could think of. On one hand, you should say, what does the tiles yadayim have to do with tefillah? You should make a bracha first. However, if a person's hands are tummy, they're, they were dirty, then you have to wash before you make the bracha. Therefore, Rav Hesher Shachter, Shlita, if you ever see him, he does this, and people like show him the Shulchan Aruch, he makes the bracha on the Tzitzit Daim, then he washes his hands. And he says, my hands are clean. The only reason why you would make the bracha after washing your hands is because your hands were dirty. My hands are clean. I just, I washed them recently, and therefore I should make the bracha before washing my hands. However, the minig is not like that. The minig is to make the bracha after washing your hands. We assume that drying your hands is part of the mitzvah as well, because your hands should be dry before you eat the suda. That was the takana, to make sure your wet hands don't touch things that are tame, right? If you remember from eighth parak of brachas, and therefore, you should make the bracha prior to drying your hands. So as long as your hands are still wet, you can still make the bracha of al Just by the way, the worst time to talk between, you know, you know, the whole washing procedure is speaking out while you're washing before you dry your hands. Because many hold, that's part of the mitzvah. And if you didn't make the bracha yet, you're being mavatel, you're being mafsig between the, the washing and the bracha, or the bracha and the drying, that would be the issue. However, once you dried your hands, you're ready, yoytze, your mitzvah, and the there's a consideration of tekef, with the tila bracha, you should not have a conversation, but if you need something, you are allowed to talk once you dried your hands prior to making the bracha. Just one more thing, in the Kleisenberg, they do what we do by mikvah, I remember I once gave a share and I said that Kleisenberg, they wash their hands, they make the bracha, then they wash their hands again for an atila sedayim. And someone said, oh, well, that's crazy. Not normal. I said, what do you mean? Women do that when they go to the mikvah. You ask an Ashkenazi lady, she goes to the mikvah, she makes the bracha, and she goes again. So this is part of the, the concept of, you want, on one hand, you want to do bracha, and on the other hand, when it comes to mikvah, some perhaps lay plug, just like by a ger, we say that, bracha goes after the tefillah, so too by Natila Sadaim, the bracha goes after the tefillah. There's one shita, just to finish off, 20 seconds. There's one shita that holds, even by tevilling kalim, you should do that. We do not pass like that. We pass in, you make the bracha before you tevil your keli. But b'diyavit, if you made the bracha afterwards, you would be yaitzik, you could rely on the prichadash, other places that say that all, all tefillahs, all mikvah, you're always allowed to make the bracha after doing the procedure. All right, shkayach.